I'm Madison. And I'm Emily. And this is the Hockey Trash Cast. First regular season games report edition. Woo! I do love talking about hockey. Like, real hockey, you know? Yes. Very satisfying. It is. It's nice to have something other than, like, oh, they played some preseason games that mean nothing because it was three quarters in AHL roster and also wasn't televised anywhere, so we just got, like, random sports reporter tweets about it. Yeah. The, yeah, it's nice to be able to actually, like, fucking, I don't know, watch, follow games, I guess. Yeah. Like, actually follow them. Yeah. Also, we got both our first ESPN and our first TNT broadcasts. Welcome to the shiny new world of uh, hockey broadcasting. Yeah, do you have any thoughts on the broadcasts? Um, so I haven't seen a TNT broadcast because I was at the Abs mm-hmm. game that was the Wednesday night TNT, but I did watch the Penguins Lightning ESPN game. But I thought that was fun. Like, I, it didn't feel that different than an NBCSN game for the most part. Um, I did really appreciate, so they had both Chris Chelios and Mark Messier as, um, like, analysts or whatever between periods, and they did spend, like, the entire second intermission just, like, running clips of Messier and Chelios playing against each other and, like, just giving them shit. So that was fun. I enjoyed that. I mean, I feel like at this point, the hockey analyst role has been so defined as like, you know, you say how you would have maybe like changed somebody's strategy if you were their coach and, you know, make some get pucks and deep comments. You know, if you used to play, you're like, well, you know, back in my day, and then you tell some dumb little story about being Marc Messier in, you know, 1997 or whatever, and then, like, go back on about your life. But they did have Emily Kaplan between the benches, and that was great, because Emily Kaplan is a perfect human, and I love her. I, yeah, I love, because, like, I hated the between the benches role when it was... Pierre? Pierre, because I I don't like Pierre McGuire. Surprise. Um... But, yeah, she brought life to it. I was like, oh, I don't hate having someone and, between the benches when it's someone who's, like, well, really knowledgeable and a good reporter. He wasn't just doing, like, oh, uh, well, you can see here is Mark Dog. He played for whoever in the uh, whatever league when he was seven years old. Like, I could not possibly care less. But we had, like, actual insight into things that were relevant. Also, I love Emily Kaplan. Um, I thought ESPN's broadcast was a more like traditional broadcast. I think it felt like they cared a little more than NBC Sports, which is like the one yes. thing I will give them like thumbs up for. Because NBC's games had seemed very much like everyone was just like being forced to be there, and these this one seemed like all the people were like excited to be covering hockey, which is nice because I'm excited to watch it. Um, yeah, I really liked TNT's broadcast. I thought it was fun. Um, the guys that they have just like shooting the shit in the studio between during intermissions, 
was they had some good chemistry. They just like, I mean, yeah, they were just like shooting the shit, and it was fun. Um, I liked that. I did see whatever the like closing bit was where they put Barkley in goal, and like all of the analysts took shots on him, which was hilarious. Also. I realized that there's no way they have goalie pads for anyone his size, but they were really just like, here's a blocker and a glove, go stand at the net while we shoot pucks at you. Like, well, fucking Wayne mean, Gretzky shoots a puck at you. Right? And I'm like, obviously Gretzky wasn't taking like a full slapper at him or anything, but like, puck doesn't have to be moving very hard to hurt when it hits you. And, uh, yeah, I, would, I intentionally put myself in the way of a Wayne Gretzky anything shot. Yeah. Um, Gretzky also seems like he's going to do pretty well, I think. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm curious to see how the broadcasts will do as time goes on, because I'm sure, but I think someone, I can't remember who it was, but I saw, I think a few people on Twitter talking about how, like, having two broadcasts means that they're constantly going to be like competing with each other to be more yeah. innovative which I think is just going to be good because I think NBC just got really complacent yeah they who cares if they had the most boring broadcast in the world there was nothing competing with it like yeah. if you go for an illegal stream yeah you can get like the TSN or Sportsnet coverage but to be totally honest that's also not particularly exciting because those are all like Canadian hockey men TM yeah. doing Canadian hockey broadcasts, so they don't really. When, when, whoever it was, I don't remember if it's Sportsnet or TSN, brought in Kevin Bieksa to be one of their analysts. He's a fun time. I enjoy listening to him. I like, for the, as far as the Canadian broadcasts go, I definitely prefer Sportsnet to like. That's a story for another day. <laughs> I don't really like the Canadian broadcasts very much either. Um, but they that's because the Canadian broadcasts feel a lot like, and this shouldn't be a surprise, they feel a lot like watching like NFL broadcasts in the States where it's just like, really generic and like they don't really have opinions yeah but i mean that's because they're all good canadian hockey men exactly you know had the ability to have an opinion beat out of them at nine years old or whatever so yeah the only good like nfl coverage i think i've seen maybe my whole life on tv is uh the the manning broadcast on ESPN2 where it's just Peyton Manning and his brother whose first name I'm forgetting Eli. Eli. There we go. Eli Manning. It's literally just the two of them. They're not even in the same room. They're like on webcams separately in the corner and like the game is just happening and they're just like talking during it. And it's awesome. <laughs> like that, but with like Roberto Luongo and Eddie Lack. Yeah, like it's they're both just really fun, and like they bring in like 
they'll get like actual athletes to guest and like they'll interview them while they're watching the game. Um, most of the time they're football players, and a lot of them are like current football players. I know they had Gronk on at some point, and people yeah. said that was the funniest thing ever, which I fully believe because I think Gronk has like two and a half brain cells and is just like such a goofy dude. But, yeah, and yeah. Like, but like they've had like basketball players and shit on too. Um, and they literally just, like, shoot the shit. Like, it's super low-key and laid-back. But it's really funny because, like, you can see, like, especially Peyton Manning is not good at, like, masking his reactions to things. So, like, a play will happen and you'll just see him, like, live reacting to it. And he usually, like, if he does not like a play a quarterback makes, by God, you know it. You will know. So that would be, I mean... Maybe as ESPN gets into this, maybe they'll give us something like that because, you know, yeah, Chelios and Messier have to, like, do their thing with their analysts, but if you were just like, you're going to watch this game and, you know, there are rules on what you can and can't say on the air in terms of, like, profanity, but otherwise just go nuts, like, I want to see it. Because they're not even, like, I mean, they are commentating on the game, but they aren't doing, like, it's not the traditional, like, color commentary and, um, like, play-by-play. Like, it's literally just the game is playing with, like, muffled audio, and they're just, like, talking about whatever they want to talk about. And I'm like, I, yeah, I would love to see, like, I mean, I think it would be hard because there are a lot of hockey players with personalities. Um, but if they could find some, I think that's how I would prefer to watch all sports. <laughs> it's just that <laughs> i think that would be awfully fun maybe we'll get there yeah i would love to see a hockey a similar hockey broadcast but time will tell other than that the abs have uh like no one on the team yeah i guess we can talk about player safety stuff so there were two suspensions this week um <laughs> The first one was, so Dylan Larkin got suspended a game for roughing, and like... He punched a man in the face. So I feel like that was justifiable, but the the reason he punched a guy in the face was because he got boarded. And frankly, P.O. Joseph should have gotten some sort of discipline for boarding, because that's what's supposed to happen. But yeah, so Larkin got suspended a game. And then Gabe Landeskog got suspended for two games for boarding. And he deserved it. Like, I'm, I'm not mad that he got suspended because, like, I feel like he didn't deserve it. He absolutely deserved it. Kirby mm-hmm. Doc was on his knees and Gabe just, like, annihilated him into the board. For no reason. For no reason. There is, if he had taken another step, he could have gotten the puck and, like, not even touched Doc, but he seemed heated before that, so I don't know what was going on. It was weird. He, like, came on the ice angry. Yeah, I... I mean, and I mean, that's my reaction to being around Hawks fans, so I guess if I had to be around <laughs> Hawks I don't players, think I would go for Kirby Doc. I don't think that would be the player that I would most no, want to beat the shit like, up out of, you know? Kirby Doc's just a kid. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's a child. He got drafted by a shitty team. Yeah. 
But yeah, so he got suspended. Uh, Deserved the suspension, but I'm really fucking angry at him for that play and getting suspended. Yes. Yeah, he deserves the suspension. He shouldn't have fucking done it. Mm -hmm. He knows better. Especially when, as we are now going to get to, there are so many players that are not playing, including Nathan McKinnon, who's on COVID protocol. Yeah, there is hope that he'll be with our next game. I our next game's on Tuesday. So. so I think there's a chance he'll be cleared by Tuesday because... So he tested positive, he's asymptomatic, so the way it works is he either needs to have two negative tests 24 hours apart, or it has to be 10 days from his initial positive test. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that he'll test out in time for Tuesday's game, but otherwise, I don't know when. I think it was, our first game was Wednesday, right? So I think Tuesday was the day he tested positive. Yeah. So I think if he doesn't have negative tests. Or symptoms. Then I think next Saturday is probably the game he can play. But on top of that, Jack Johnson is now out on COVID protocol. He played the first game, did not play the second game. Um, after the first game, Val Nishushkin is out for some period of time. Um, who else is out? Taves is already out. Yeah, Taves has already been out. Princeau's uh, is still out. I feel like there have to be more. Who else would be missing? Well, um, I guess apparently Matthew's gonna be out. Yeah, I guess, yeah. At, at this point, Mateau got injured last night, so he's gonna be out, which is real interesting because, uh, we're already at a point, because none of these guys can be on LTIR, that we had to send Alex Newhook and his, uh, $925,000 contract down to the Eagles so we could call up three guys on league minimum and still ran with 11 forwards. This is fine. An anarchy. At least, at least we're not the Leafs, though. The Leafs backup goalie got injured and they didn't have the cap space to call a goalie up. So they had to sign a local college goalie. And Canadian? Amateur tryout to be their backup, so they had someone else on the bench last night. You have to understand also, like, so there's NCAA hockey, which is, like, legitimate hockey. Like, that is a legitimate path that a lot of NHL players take to the NHL, where they don't do major juniors. Canadian hockey is not NCAA. Like, any Canadian university team is... Yeah, it's amateur. Like, it's not... These aren't kids who, like, got drafted. These are, like, kids who were never going to get drafted. Like... Yeah, these are kids who are playing hockey because they want to play hockey in college. Yeah, it's like a... It'd be like a club hockey team at, like, a university in the States. Yeah. Like, best case, it's, like, D3 hockey, but I feel like even that's a stretch. Yeah. For comparable. 
Like, yeah, this it, is like this is like essentially like people who are going to go on to like play beer leagues. Yeah. Yeah, this is like they went to a skate and shoot. They were like, anyone play goalie? We need somebody for tonight. Literally. Like, so that's insane. And I can't, like, there was no way the Leafs were going to get through their entire season without one of their goalies getting injured. Like, I feel like that's next to, never happens to any team. I guess the, the way it works is, and I think this has to be for goalies specifically, you have to play one game down the player, and then you're allowed to call up somebody with a cap hit below a certain level, and then that won't count against your cap until, like, you can pull your other guy back, I think. I saw people talking about it, and so they only had to sign this guy to an amateur tryout for the one game so they could play, and, like, they'll be able to call up Michael Hutchinson because he's somehow back in Toronto. It seems like every season he somehow ends up back in Toronto. Yeah, I'm... Okay, so that makes a little more sense, because I was like, I don't understand how the Leafs just, like, didn't think about this ahead of time. Like, that... And I think, you know, if it had been a serious enough injury that they put him on LTIR, they can sign whatever mm-hmm. cap hit that he's out. But for short-term IR, I guess there are different rules. I gotta be honest, the intricacies of cap finagling are so far beyond me. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for the game. I love the game. Don't understand the business side very well, like, at all. No. I'm not going to pretend I do. Me neither. What a, also, like, what a start it, to the season. Yeah, beyond understanding, like, we're this close to the cap, so we can't afford to sign Jack Eichel. You know, how much of the business side do we really need to understand as fans? Exactly. You know, I know just enough to be like, mm, that contract is an overpay, but... Yes. So yeah, uh, the, the NHL is fully embracing chaos to start off this season. Was it really? Thursday night? Friday? What was that? There was some, like, there were some truly batshit sports. I feel like that was Thursday. To start off this season. I think yeah, because Tuesday, Tuesday was just, it was the Penguins-Lightning game, and the Penguins smoked the Lightning, which was not something I saw coming. Without, without Gino or Sid. Or Gensel. Yes, like, they were, they're missing, like, so, they're like, all of their, like, famous players. And? depending on fucking Tristan Jari at that. And I know he's not as bad as he was at the playoffs last year, but he's not that good. It's not great. But yeah, they uh they smoked Tampa, which I mean I guess so they were talking about it on the broadcast, so like sometimes, you know, with all the emotions of doing the banner night, you're just like not focused on the game. Which I can 
sort of see, especially because this is now, I mean, after their second cup, this is still the first time they've had fans around to, like, do the cup celebration thing, so. It's also, um, they've had really short off-seasons. Yeah. Like, so, I wonder how much that's affecting them, and also, and I think people have been downplaying this, but, like, they lost their whole second line from their cup yeah. games, and yeah, I think they, that's going to affect them more than line. people realize. Definitely. And I think, I don't know if Vasilevsky is just tired, but he has not been on his game. Let's see, there was also the uh, inaugural expansion team duel with Seattle and Vegas, and Vegas won that one on a very controversial maybe, maybe not kicked in goal, so, you know, we like to start with chaos. Um, I will say Seattle looked a lot better than even than I expected. I thought they looked really good. Yeah, apparently they do have at least a couple people who can score on that team, which I sure didn't see coming. Yeah, no, they look good. Um, so, I, they're probably gonna make the playoffs because they're in such a weak division. I mean, yeah, so. Yeah, the, the Pacific is not great. Although, the Ducks have been doing surprisingly well. Oh, right, but like, doesn't this happen every season? Like, the Ducks yeah. do really well, and also, everyone's like, I think, wow, I think Gibson's Gibson, a savior, and then Gibson gets fucking tired because he's the also, only player I on think, the team. I want to say Gibson just got hurt. Oh, so great. the Ducks, we'll the Ducks may be screwed already. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So on Wednesday, we had the uh, much hyped Rangers Capitals game. And in a surprise to no one, the Rangers' focus on getting all grit and no skill because of Tom Wilson did not pay off. And then, okay, yeah. So it was Thursday that everything was crazy. Um, the Sabres kicked the shit out of the Canadians. Which. <laughs> Remember when the Canadians like were almost gonna win the Stanley Cup? Yep. What if it's it's almost like that was a fluke and they only got there because Carey Price stood on his head. Yeah. Carey Price best goalie in the league? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I don't think our podcast is ready for the Carey Price discourse. No, I have no interest in it. I mean, I do in that I love hearing people argue about it, and I have, I don't really give a shit. Um, also that night, Columbus just absolutely put the beat down on Arizona and won that one 8-2. So, Coyotes have embraced the tank. God, they're bad. They're really bad. They're, like, horrific. Like, words cannot express how bad they can. Like, it's, like, kind of funny how bad they are. Save free Phil Kessel. <laughs> yeah, they're super bad. It probably doesn't help that they started Carter Hutton that game, and Carter Hutton, like, legitimately has vision problems. He's, like, legitimately their starting goalie. Yes, and he's blind. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like maybe they that's... did like they knew that and they chose yeah, him like yeah. he's their starting goalie like yeah. I yeah unbelievable yeah um Tampa came back twice from a three goal deficit to beat the Red Wings 
in overtime. But for a while, it looked like the Red Wings were going to beat the shit out of them, and also Tyler Bertuzzi had a dick trick. The Red Wings beat the Canucks last night. Yeah, I... Maybe the Wings are okay? I, like, I don't... I don't They're know not as horrific as they've been the past few seasons, that's for sure. Yeah, I truly don't know how to react to this. Um, the Kings beat the Knights 6-2. I think the Kings are, I don't think they're going to like win the Stanley Cup or anything this year, but I think that they are uh, going to make quite they, some strides. They might, they might be okay. Also, I think they're in their like, early part of the turnaround and their rebuild, where we're going to start to see some flickers of like hope from the youngins, and then within the next few years, they'll be contenders. Well, Kopitar had a hat trick that game, so he was really like, oh, you think I'm old? What now? And they held Vegas to 25 shots, so maybe Drew Doughty is making a bid for the Olympic team? Unclear. But also, like, I fully believe that Kel Peterson is the real deal. I feel like he yes. may be the goalie of the future there. Truly, truly, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I see a lot of potential in the Kings. I think I see. I think within well, like the next five years, Cal, like maybe not the Sharks, but like Southern California for certain is going to make a resurgence in terms of being good at hockey. Well, both the Kings and the Ducks have insane talent pools in their prospects. Yes, and like I got a little bit worried for the Kings when Quentin Byfield broke his ankle in the preseason, so like mm-hmm. he's out. Who knows how long? But clearly, there are some other guys who are making it work. Yeah, the the youngins for both of those teams. I went to like a like t- two years ago I went to like a prospect event. Um the Avs also played at it. <laughs> but it was in California and so the king so and the Josh, Yeah, when I physically ran into Martin Cout. Um and like touched Joe Sackick. Um but anyway, um no yeah like both of those teams looked good. Like their prospects were good, so I think there's there's hope for a rebirth there. After there's many hope years for the Pacific of... cannot be the biggest joke in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, because right now they're iffy. The Sharks are a mess, though. I don't see that changing anything. The Sharks. Soon. Well, the Sharks have so many bad contracts. Yeah, that they like. They genuinely can't get better until they get all of those guys off the books. Yeah. And I I don't know what sort of no trade protections they have, but like nobody's gonna take on those contracts. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants Brent Burns for how many four years he has at some stupid cap hit. Yeah. Nobody wants Eric right. Carlson for seventeen more years at a million. I don't know that. I mean, I'm sure there are teams that are desperate enough to play Vander Kane, but that's going to be a hard sell, because he has made I'm, himself a problem. I'm waiting for them to put him on whatever waivers for the purpose of terminating his contract. Yeah, he's... Oof. He's just, at every chance that he has had to, like, he's such a good hockey player, like, I will not deny that. And so I do think that there are teams that will be desperate enough for him, but, like, the Sharks aren't going to get a good return on it because I, he's I made himself a known if, problem. 
I genuinely think it's better for them to just get him out of the system. Just don't, don't even care. Like, his teammates all seem to hate him. Like, to have teammates publicly talk shit about a player who's still on your team in hockey is insane. I've... Yeah, it's one thing to do some, like, snide, you know, we just want to, we just want guys who want to be here or whatever. And, mm-hmm. like, that's negative happens. energy in the room type of thing. And you, but, like, even with that, that tends to happen after guys get moved. And then there's a, yeah, it's great to be in a room where everyone wants to be here and everyone's, you know, giving it their full 110% every night instead of a, like, Oh yeah, no, he's a fucking locker room cancer, and we're so glad he wasn't in camp this year. Like, that's a bad look. Yeah. Like, how bad do you have to be? Especially when, like, the Sharks were bad last year, but Kane was, like, their only good player. Like, he was the one doing all of the scoring and points getting on that team. So it's like, if that's... If he's that much of an issue and he's, like, your only good player, like, I cannot imagine how fucked that team is. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. But between the gambling problems that he's dealing with, uh, the domestic abuse, child negligence, all of the, the accusations coming from his, I think, potentially now ex-wife slash at least estranged. Yeah, I know they're separated. I don't know if they're, like, divorced or not. Um, And then now the allegations that he used a fake COVID vaccination card? Yeah. Like, The vaccine card really gets me because it's, like, oof. Like, to already have all of these issues and then to just, like, double down on creating issues is I mean, maybe it turns out that he didn't have a fake vaccine card. Um, but still, just the fact that you've got all of this going on around you. It's a circus. Like, uh, and given his history, like, if he had had a spotless reputation before this summer. He did not. You could maybe be like, Something's going on, but, like, it seems like maybe this guy just needs some help. But no, like, between the previous abuse and assault allegations and the well-documented financial issues as a result of some gambling, seems like the Sharks may just want to cut their losses. Also seems like he's just not a very good person. If it was just the gambling issue, I would, like, feel bad because I think any sort of addiction is really sad and I, like, always want to support those people. But, like, that's not even, like, I mean, I guess to the league that was the biggest accusation because it, like, could have directly affected the game. betting on his own games and potentially trying to... And I don't know that that ever actually, like, came to be anything, though. It didn't seem true. No, I don't know that they've ever made an announcement, but I assume if they had found anything, that would have been... Yeah, and that didn't seem super true. Also, um, like, hockey, unless you're a goalie, who has enough influence to actually throw a game? Refs. Well, I mean, I think it's like, a, he didn't look like he was fucking throwing games for the Sharks no, last year. No, he had 
Like, he was playing well. Yeah, he had, like, one of the highest scoring, if not his best ever season last year. Yeah, he looked, he so, was good. So it, it it didn't make sense to say that he was throwing games because he didn't look like no, if He may have been it. betting on his own game. Yeah, like, that, that's entirely possible, but it didn't seem like he was throwing them. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a whole... But yeah, no, he does not seem like a very good person. No. Um, which sucks. So... I, I mean, I'm sure most hockey players probably aren't good people. Because they're... Yeah, but there's like... Most hockey players are probably assholes, and then they're like, oh, like, you're genuinely just a bad person. Yeah. Something to do with the last name Kane in hockey. No kidding. Yeah. I think that's the the general news that we've got. Yeah, I I think that covers everything. I mean, it's only been a week of real games. Not even a full one. Yeah, it's been like four days of games. God, I'm so glad to be back. Wait, in it, like. Flipping on a hockey game every once in a while when I'm at home is like so satisfying. Yep, I've already watched several games I don't actually care about just because there's hockey on. Same. Yeah. The only problem is, even though we've changed broadcasts, the NHL has not gotten better about scheduling games. So yesterday there were. 14 games, I think. They were, like, all at the same time. Yeah, one, two, three, four. There are 14 games, and I think, like, eight of them had the exact same puck mark time. I don't, um, I also don't have NHL TV anymore, which is now ESPN+. Plus. Um, so, my access to random games has been cut back significantly. Oh, I am paying ESPN money so I can watch all of the games all the time, except for Avs games, because... That's why I don't have it, because I I would have totally... I mean, I'll probably still get it sometime soon. Um, But yeah, that's why I didn't get it, because I was like, well, I don't blackout Avs games anyway. (laughs) It's going to stop me from watching them. I think it was like 60 bucks for the year to do ESPN Plus, and I was like, honestly, if I watch one non-Avs game a week for the whole season... I feel like that comes out on top, even though I know where to get streams of all of the games for free. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably get it once I, like, start getting paid. Understandable. Time will tell. But I will not miss out games. Yeah. Speaking of abs games, Wednesday, home opener, season opener. We played the Black Hawks. Fuck the Hawks. Hate those guys. We beat the shit out of them in the first period. Just like absolutely trounced all over them. Congratulations to the one single person in the universe who had Jack Johnson gets the first goal of the season on their uh, season predictions. Absolutely insane. <laughs> Did not see that. I was shook. It was incredible. I don't know if it was funnier that, like, Jack Johnson blew 
flew by the entire Cox team as the one bar down on Mark Andre Fleury, or that while he was blowing by them, two Hawks players actually ran into each other and knocked each other down, trying to defend against Jack Johnson. Like, I'm not saying he's the slowest guy in the league, but Connor McDavid, he is not. <laughs> like, if you haven't seen that goal, like, you have to go look at it, because it's so funny. Like, the fact that it's Jack Johnson, the fact that, like, the whole Hawks team just, like, falls apart in front of him, like, magical. Truly magical. So I think Flory was like, I don't even know what just happened. It was wild. Bowen Byron got... His first, His first NHL, NHL goal. goal. It was so exciting. I was so happy for him. Everyone was so hyped. I'm devastated, though, that no one on the bench threw a water bottle in his face. Like, come on, guys. This is how we celebrate milestones on the app. Someone has to spray a water bottle in his face. Or if you're Tyson Jones, you just throw an entire water bottle. <laughs> um, on, um, the TNT broadcast, they were all like, like they were like, look out for this kid, like he's so fucking good. Um, he is we were just like really so excited good. about him. So and that was cool to see. I'm pretty sure he didn't play enough games last season to have lost his Calder eligibility. No, I'm pretty so sure he's, he's still a rookie. I think still technically a rookie. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are enough guys in the league this year going to be really good that I don't know if he's going to be in the Calder conversation for real, but also it was real cute. There was like a while after he scored, there was some like shenanigans down by the abs net and Kirby Doc was on the ice and like came over and gave him a hug and they were like chatting. Because they're Team Canada buds. Mm -hmm. Like that was really cute. That was I, I, I don't know what that conversation was, but I like to imagine that it was like, roller in the fucking NHL. <laughs> <laughs> like, how fucking cool is this? Yes. <laughs> uh, that. Yeah, yeah, that was. It was a really awesome game. The Avs did not play as strong, like, the second two periods. But I, I also think it's because they knew they didn't been, need to. Yeah, I think also part of it was Chicago actually decided to try in periods two and three. Like, the first period. I know at one point the Avs had more goals than the Hawks had shots. Yeah, I think I don't think the, sh- the Hawks got more than one shot off until like halfway through. They had eight shots in the first period. And the Avs had 18. They did do much better in the second and third period. I think we just, the Avs just like tried to get too cute with it. A little bit. But it's also, it's the first game of the season. We're still figuring things out. It was fine. Darcy Kemper looked really good. Real good. Especially in the later periods when the Hawks were actually, like, on that. Yeah, he had some crazy good stops on some Hawks breakaways, so that gives me some pain. 
always fun to beat up a little Hawks. Always Nothing fun to beat better. up on any team, but like especially the Hawks. Yeah. Speaking of teams I hate. Yesterday we played the San Luis Blues. It was not great. We had like no team members, like most of the not most of the team, but I mean three of our top six players were out. Yeah. We played with eleven forwards. Like our fourth line was Stefan Mateau and uh somebody Sakura. I don't even what is It was mostly like a fucking AHL team with the new guys to the Avalanche and Nico Rantanen and Nazem Kadri. Yeah. It was... And then Justin Kumper. Berkey was, was great okay. last night, actually. But yeah, it was, uh, it was not the best roster the Avs could have put forth. I will say... We lost. Spoiler. Uh, disappointing, of course. For that being like, like possibly the worst iteration the Avs could have put could have iced, like bad lineup. If that's like our worst, I'm okay with it. <laughs> like, yeah, and I mean they had a hell of a rally in the third period. The third period, they looked fucking great. Like the first two were brutal. Um, and yeah, the third period, I mean, they looked real fucking good. Uh, Burakoski looked great. EJ looked good. Um, Both Jostin Comfort seemed like they were at least having themselves a solid third period. Jostin Comfort looked good. Kemper looked not as good as he did the first night, but the Blues are a better team than the Hawks, so that's to be expected. Um, the Blues looked better than I expected them to, and... Kadri fought Shen. Somebody had to do it. Time honored tradition, and Landy wasn't there to do it, so. Oh. First. God. Fighting Brave Shen. Classic. Really Just the, nice classic. you know, the sun rises in the east, and somebody has to fight Brave Shen. Mm-hmm. Back to the universe. Classic. Yeah, um, it, the final score was 5-3. to three. Um, The Avs had a goal called back that would have tied it up in the third period because it was kicking. Um, You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes because it was not kicked in and I was really fucking pissed off about it. Yeah, there were, I mean, I've seen a couple people. I have not seen replays of it because apparently that one didn't get, like, gimped to hell and circulated. But it's just, it's... It was not a like, distinctive kicking motion. And even if it was, the league has already allowed two, like, blatantly kicked in goals this season. Mm-hmm. So they need some consistency. Like, if you're not going to call the other two back, then you can't call that one back. Yeah, it was bullshit. Um, the fans in the stands, we were not pleased. There was a lot of chanting, refs, you suck, and bullshit. Um, also, and classics. Tyson Jones straight up 
did a backward somersault on the ice. I know, it was amazing! And then they were like, surprise, it's not a real goal. And then the fucking blues got an empty netter, and it was all over. Yeah. We did, though, so we had there was a four-on-four because we got a penalty, and then they got a penalty, like, immediately. So then we pulled the goalie so we could be five-on-four, and then we went to full strength, so then we were six-on-four, and we scored at both of those opportunities. We were just, like, full-on Patrick Waugh rules, like, pull the goalie with five minutes left, let's fucking go. We literally did. Like, there was, like, 5.03, and the goalie was pulled, and my friend was like, what is happening? And I was like... And then I checked my phone, and sure enough, Emily had texted me, Patrick Wall rules, and I was like, <laughs> Let's go, baby! Um, I was a little nervous about it, but it, it worked out for us. Um, I was definitely nervous about it, but hey, it almost worked. It really did almost work. I'm really, I'm sad that it didn't, but like, it was a good game. Like, we didn't give up, so I'm not like, bereft about it. It's also really early in the season, so it's yeah. like... It's game two. It is way too early to There's be paying the game There's plenty of time where I'm not, I'm not worried about the abs forever based off of that. If they had played like they did the third period the whole game, I think that they probably would have won, so... Yeah. It was a weird fucking lineup. As Bednar said, the lineup wasn't a blunder, so... <laughs> Was. Sure was a blender. Also, I don't know if you saw the ice time, but uh, for at least the defenseman, it was deranged. Kilmacar played 26 minutes Jesus last night. 26 13, Sam Gerard played 22 03, Bo played 20 55, EJ played 17 55. Murray played 15-42, and McDermott played 10-23. We definitely noticed that EJ, they weren't icing EJ as much as they normally do. Like, he was not playing as many minutes as he has in the past, which I think is good for him, because I think he's old and he needs more rest. And and he hasn't played in a year, so, like... Mm -hmm. And he looked good when he was out, so I was like, yeah, like, keep this going, like, ease him in. To the game, like, don't give him, like, fucking 40 minutes on the ice. Like, he's done in the past. Like, give him yeah, he, a break. Because I think he's more useful in that setup. And, like, there are going to be games where it probably makes sense to have him out there for 23 minutes. Yeah. But there are going to be games where, like, he doesn't need to be out there for more than 15. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, he is 32. Or whatever he is, 32, 33, something like that. No, he's old. Like, he, he does not need to be playing the same number of minutes as, like, basically still teenagers. Yeah. Also, like, he's fragile. We know this about him. We need to limit the risk that he's going to get injured again. Yes. Big emphasis on that. Upcoming games. The Avs are on the road all week. We play the Capitals on Tuesday. That'll be super 
super interesting because the Cavs are one of those teams that they could fall off the cliff at any minute, but they could be really good. And two games in, it's really hard to say which one they're going to be. Yeah, we have no idea. And then we play Florida. So we do Thursday, we play the Panthers, who are pretty good this year. Um, and we play the Lightning on Saturday. That should be a really good game. Yeah. Two cup contenders. Um, we always, hopefully if we play well, McKinnon should definitely be back, I think. Yeah. And I think they were saying they were going to bring Tates on the road trip, so there's a chance that he'll be in. Would love to see that. By, uh, by the end of the week, so that would be really exciting, because we miss him. Especially, especially if Jack Johnson is also going to be out for a period of time, because... I'm pretty sure uh, we signed him specifically to replace Taves, so it's like, can we, can this, can we not? Yeah. We'll see. And I don't know, Florida could be... I mean, that should be entertaining. It should be a good yeah. league of hockey, I think. Yeah. Um, which does mean that the Avs probably won't win every single game, but because those are all teams that I could see us losing to. Yeah. But those should all be good games. Yeah, they should be entertaining. They shouldn't be, like, boring. They should be, like, Good mashups, which I'm excited for. They all yeah. start at 5 p.m. to Mountain Time, so. Yes. I do love East Coast games for that reason. Uh, 5 is so early. But, that's it. I guess I also work bordering on East Coast hours, so, like, um, I'm always done with work by 5. Yeah, we're going to find out. It's my first week of my new job, so. Um, oh, boy. Um, but I'll watch all the games. Just say, we'll be off before the end of all the games, at least. So, should be an interesting week of hockey. Yeah, I'm excited. Lambs. 